Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Escapism, episode 18. I haven't been here for over a month, as I normally do, and I've been posting on the channel. I posted something two weeks ago, and I should have posted that a lot earlier, and I should have posted more the next week, but I didn't, because I got an infection, which was really fun. It was a fun experience. I couldn't go to the doctor. <laughs> I couldn't get an appointment because of COVID and there were just a lot of people so I had to wait for that and then I got there. My dermatologist panicked. She gave me antibiotics and a bunch of other meds and I healed. I'm good now. I'm almost great and I'll start filming really really soon. So I thought the best way to get back into it was to make a podcast talking about something completely different. You know that I love to talk about video games on the podcast. And today we're talking about Nier Automata. I can never say the name properly. Nier. Nier Automata. Nier. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, point being, I went back and these days like looked through the store and I noticed that there was a sale for Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Which, by the way, if you don't know like Mirror's Edge as um, a game franchise, I loved Mirror's Edge, the first game. I bought it on like, I don't even know. I bought a, a little like disc and I put that in my laptop. I bought a Logitech controller so I could play it on the laptop and it was just one of the games that I really enjoyed, one of the first more serious PlayStation style games that I played and I, I did that on my laptop, <laughs> which was very interesting. But now I, I got to play it on the PS4. Uh, the second game was really good. I don't know if I am gonna talk about the game. Really depends if people wanna hear about it, I guess. And I decided to go back into the very first games that I played when I got the PlayStation. Kind of go through them again, because I've been playing a lot of The Witcher 3. I've been playing, like, um, on the PC, Danganronpa 2. I'm almost done with that game, too. I've been watching, like, anime and stuff. And I thought taking a break and going back to something that I've already seen would be really cool. And so, I went back, and I'm right now replaying God of War and Nier Automata. I remembered everything that was so masterful about the game, and I really felt like it would make a great podcast. Um, now, if we sit down and analyze every part of the game that I want to talk about, it's going to take hours, so I'm going to try to really compress it and give my thoughts about each segment separately, and try to give you some of my opinions about the game and explain why. I absolutely adore Nier, despite it being so long. Talking about something a bit more obvious, but still very important to the game, the music is incredible. If you haven't heard the soundtrack, I'd recommend you go on YouTube or Spotify looking it up, even if you're not planning on playing the game. The soundtrack is one of the best, I think, in game history, not just because the music is good and the songs are good from a musical perspective, but because they manage to fully immerse you in the world and take you through all the emotions that you're going to feel down the line. I will be spoiling the story in a bit, but um, it takes you through all the emotions that you're going to get later. From the beginning, you can hear one of the greatest songs. I think Amusement Park is almost everyone's favorite, but City Ruins, The Forest, despite some of them being happier soundtracks, I'm going to go back to the Amusement Park, you still feel this eerie feeling of despair. My dad uh, heard the songs for the first time, and I hadn't described the game or the story to him at all. And he told me that the music was really sad in a way. And I agree. 
I don't know if it's sadness or if it's just despair that is like the emotion but the 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 music just makes you feel like you've lost something you had like something's missing like someone's passed away and you can't remember them and this is something that I will mention about the game but the game just manages to strike a balance not just in the music but in the music it's also very apparent and I really enjoy that I will be talking about the story now. I'll be heavily spoiling it, so if you don't want any spoilers, please skip ahead. Anyways, I love philosophy in general. Philosophical concepts and pondering on questions is who I am. And you can say that I love the game this much. It's one of my favorites because it tailors so much to everything that I like. Like I mentioned in the music part, I feel like someone's passed away and you can't remember who. And by the end of the game, quite literally, someone has passed away. Humanity that was supposed to be in the moon, humans that were there, are dead. They have been dead, and we didn't know. We thought we were serving their orders. We thought we were doing the right thing, and every bad thing we did was justified because we were trying to save humans so they can return back to Earth that belonged to them. So everything we did was justified. We were a tool and all of our actions weren't our actions per se because we were just following orders for a good cause. But by the end of the game, we learned that everything has been undone. Since the humans were never there, we weren't saving anybody. So we were just killing because we didn't know. Everything we've done is now back to us. We bear responsibility for everything we've been through and nothing matters. And I really enjoy that. Not just the part of like 2B and 9S getting their character development, which I will talk about later, but about humanity being dead as a whole. I thought it was a great, great, great plot twist. Plot twist? Whatever. Um, I thought it was a great plot twist because it works metaphorically as well. Humanity may be dead, but the machines that we thought were inhumane are alive. Throughout the game, we see machines explore every little concept from religion to how to get kids uh, to emotions and how they don't like being tools anymore how they have their own lives even pascal's village shows us machines that have actively decided that they want to be peaceful that they don't want to fight that they don't want to be tools they generally want to explore concepts they're curious so is that what humanity is trying to explore and being curious about everything around you? Or is 2B and 9S more humane? Are they more humane because they feel love? Before I talk about 2B and 9S relationship, I want to look at each character individually. 9S is an emotion-driven character. From the very opening, we hear him say how happy he is to finally be working with someone. And when we're doing side quests, he says that he thinks they're a chore. He doesn't necessarily care that much about the mission. And by the end, I think everything just makes a lot more sense. Ninus doesn't break down when he learns that humanity is dead. He breaks down and completely loses grip of his sanity after Tubi dies. And he thinks A2 killed her. Trying to learn more about A2 and why she did what she did, he starts learning a lot more about androids and the history of machines. And I don't think it's the information he gets that irks him so much. I think what bothers him and what drives him to insanity is that 2B died 
for the most important, in her opinion, thing, and it was all so pointless. Tubi is another great character focusing heavily on nothing but the mission. When Ninus meets her for the first time, they're having the first conversations, she says how emotions are prohibited when he says that he's happy. And then later on in the city, talking to the operator, who's also a much more emotionally driven character, we hear her say that nice weather has no bearing on missions. When we're doing side quests, she says that they're not a pain because they're still helping indirectly with the greater goal that we have. 2B is quite literally a weapon of humanity, a weapon of the goal that we have in mind, which also is very much in line with their models. 2B is a weapon, a weapon model, um, and 9S is a scanner. It makes sense that someone who is quite literally built to explore possibilities would be much more in touch with their own emotions before other androids. 9S is quite literally the best model that you could put right next to 2B. They're complete opposites in a way, but that's what makes 9S bring out the emotion in 2B. And 2B makes 9S see the point of the mission. From the beginning, I've been fixating on a concept that I value a lot in life, and that's balance. Balance between happiness and sorrow in the soundtrack, balance between the loss of Earth and the death of all humans with the discovery that machines and androids have their own humanity, balance between 2B and 9S and how them being completely different levels them out, and the same can be said about the gameplay. The balance of things feeling familiar and yet somehow every time you revisit them, they're completely new. You go through the city a bunch of times and every single one feels fresh. The game does this so well that you quite literally have to replay it from 9S's perspective during Route B and it feels great. You don't feel bored, even the fighting style is different because you can use hacking now. You get a lot more information so it doesn't feel pointless and you could make an argument that replaying the game like i am will make it boring because when i get to 9s i will have seen the same thing four times but the creators quite literally said that it's meant to be a finite experience you're not meant to um, sit down and play it over and over again so based on how the game was intended to be played it's great. Even if it gets tedious at times, it's still very much fun. And the gameplay changes the perspectives all the time. Sometimes mimicking retro games or old school things that you might have seen back in the day and you know, great graphics and everything that you would expect from a newer game. I have been very brief in my analysis of both the music and the story and the entire game. I wanted to keep this short and focus more on the point of balance and exploring the idea of what it means to be human. So if you are interested in an analysis, I'd really recommend a bunch of other content creators that have the experience to explain the gameplay better than me. But I want to return to the point of love that I made before, ending this on a special note. I know a lot of people think that the most important relationship in the game is to be a 9S, people that are never planning on playing the game know about the relationship and i agree it's goddamn adorable but i think that the point of humanity and the point of complete balance is 
the relationship of 9s and 2b with a2. a2 is a character that is focused on doing anything to find out the truth. And that pursuit of the truth, for me, is what defines humanity, what defines humans. A great movie that I really enjoy, The Truman Show, focuses on the same concept of being lied to your entire life and how far a person is willing to go to explore and find out the truth. Learning that the goal you have strived your entire life to achieve was an illusion makes life feel pointless. One of the biggest fears that every human has is the uncertainty of dying. But the only thing scarier is the certainty that your entire life has been pointless. That's why, no matter how difficult the truth is, the very meaning of being alive is trying to find it.